Hello, Highland Middle School. We are back for another episode of the HMS Podcast. Before we begin our conversation with Mr. Wilson, just a few reminders. First of all, if you need to pick up a Verizon mobile hotspot, please make sure that your parents are calling me here at the office to schedule a time to pick those up. Also, a reminder that May 15th is the last day of any new assignments or new instruction. Keep plugging away, keep working hard, but again, after May 15th, there will be no new assignments or instructions. You will have until June 3rd to complete all your work, complete all your focus areas, those types of things. Our guest today, as I said, is our health and phys ed teacher, Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson and his family have tragically been directly impacted by the coronavirus. I think you will really learn a lot and gain some insight from his experiences. So let's have a listen. Hello, Mr. Wilson. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of the HMS podcast. Hey, how are you, Mr. Bradley? Doing well. So today, at the time of our interview, we are the last day of week seven of home instruction. Crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. It is. So just tell us, uh, let's just kind of start off a little bit with... um, you know, for our listeners, Mr. Wilson is new to Highland Middle School this year. We are extremely excited to have him and hopefully have him for a long, long time here at Highland. So, Mr. Wilson, just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and how you wound up here. Okay. Um, well, I I ended up here. Uh, I, I don't know, even know how to explain it. It was It was one of those things where I was pleasantly surprised that a position opened for PE and health. Um, before that, I had worked at Gilead Christian for the last four years, uh, serving multiple roles there. Um, I actually got into education a little bit later uh, in life, uh, thanks to a recommendation by a good friend of ours, Mr. Bradley. Um, but, you know, just everything's kind of worked out. Uh, I'm very, very happy to be a part of the Highland community, which I've actually been a part of it for a long time, uh, but now I'm actually able to serve as a role as a teacher. Um, originally, I come from, I grew up near Zanesville, um, and then I came out this way to attend Mount Vernon Nazarene, and just kind of stuck around the area, and um, my wife, who also works for Highland, she's one of the preschool teachers. Uh, we met out this way about 15 years ago and uh i'm very fortunate we'll be married 10 years here on june 19th so let's go uh, yeah yeah i remember the date that's good um so uh i have i have two kids in the highland district right now amory which which you know she's an eighth grader and then atticus is a third grader uh, in miss standards class at the elementary school so and Anthony, I'm sorry, Mr. Wilson. It's okay. Is involved with coaching several of our sports here at Highland. So tell us a little bit about your coaching experience. Okay. Um, I had been coaching with Highland uh, before 
before I took the position as the PE health teacher, um, I coached basketball, uh, did some uh, coach track. And years ago, I had coached varsity golf here. Um, and now, so now my role has expanded to varsity soccer, middle school basketball, middle school track. Um, so no, no off seasons, none. Except right now. Except right now, which I, it, it's, it's really been tough, let me tell you. And I know it's been really tough for a lot of our athletes too. Um, yeah, so my just, uh, the, as the uh, quarantine and, and things continue, the, it seems like it just gets longer and longer that they're gonna have to be away from the field or the gym. Yeah, yeah. So tell us, um, tell us, Mr. Wilson, what have you found to be the biggest challenge from a teaching standpoint during this time of home instruction? Uh, I think for me, the biggest challenge has been, number one, I just miss the students a lot. Um, I miss seeing them on a day-to-day -day basis. I miss, I miss their smiles, their laughs, our interactions, you know, um, eighth grade lunch, uh, those type of things. Um, the, the biggest challenge, though, really uh, teaching phys ed and fitness has been the physical aspect of it, of not having kids. Because that, the, I mean, in the title, physical education, there's a physical element to it. So, you know, not being able to have kids, you know, come in and, and play, play the games, do their exercises, um, and just be there with them while they're doing that and helping guide them. And, and just, you know, that's, that's really been the hardest part. Um, as far as, you know, since, since we've been in, uh, in homeschool instruction. So let's, what, what does phys ed instruction online look like? How are you able to provide lessons? What are some, some ways that you are still interacting with students if possible? Well, I, I will say a lot, of, a lot of the, other than being physically in the gym or outside, uh, the structure really hasn't changed much. Like I'm still giving out um, as far as the rules for different games and assessing them over that, giving, giving our students uh, physical activity to do every day. Uh, that's been tough to assess because I can't see that physically. So I have to trust and hope that they are, they're doing the workouts that I'm sending. Um, I have asked for feedback on those as far as, you know, what do you like about it? Uh, and there have been times where I've said, okay, you tell me what you're going to do today. And, you know, but really that, that hasn't changed much. Um, and health really hasn't changed a whole lot either, other than it's all online. So. Kind of is what it is. It is what it, right, right. So we are unprecedented times here. So. Walk us through kind of your day-to-day -day schedule. Do you do you and your family have any routines that you've created, or if it's anything like my house, each day is kind of a free-for-all? <laughs> um, yeah. What What does your daily schedule look like? Uh, well, first of all, I'll preface it with I'm not much of a morning person, so, um, and so I've had days where I've my wake up time has been very inconsistent. Uh, some days I'm up super early, six o'clock. Some days I'm up at like 8.30. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, 
so what I usually do is I'll get up, I'll check emails. My wife and I will talk a little bit. Um, she tells me what she's doing with her classes that day with the preschool. Uh, we'll make a little breakfast. Uh, usually by that time, Atticus has rolled out of bed and, you know, we're trying to get him, get him into a routine, which has been tough for the last seven weeks, as you know, because uh, someday, like, it's funny because when this all started, I, I tried doing a schedule by like how our school schedule is and it was great in theory, you know, okay, well at eight 30, you know, I usually have fitness. So I'll send out stuff to our fitness class, blah, blah, blah. Well, about two or three weeks into it, I just, it just tanked. Um, so really we, here, here's, here's how it goes. Usually it's what I just said. And then uh, we'll start Atticus on his schoolwork. And then I'll send stuff out for my classes. Uh, usually sometime mid-morning, we'll take a little break uh, because it, it's like, you know how it is when you have kids in elementary school, at times you are fighting them tooth and nail to get motivated to do anything. Um, not that that's probably not true for a lot of the teenagers out there, but Amory is a little more self-sufficient, um, you know, and is able to get a little more motivation, you know, intrinsically, I guess. Um, usually we'll have some lunch around noon and then after lunch, I'll give them like some free time to, I call it like PE, like fitness time. Like if it's nice out, we'll go outside. Um, and then usually like once two thirty, three o'clock hits and I'm watching the governor's address every day, um, because I usually haven't slept well at night. I will, I will take a little cat nap for about an hour or so. So, and then it's. It's up and whatever after that. So one of the things, um, you know, obviously with you're normally busy and going every which way and life is ground to a screeching halt. So uh, at our house, you know, we're normally on the go like crazy. Well, now we've got all this free time in the evenings. And so, yeah, you know, we're eating dinner around the table together, which is highly unusual for us. Uh, we've been able to like watch some movies. We watched the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe over the course of about three weeks. Yeah. So what are some things that uh, the Wilsons have been able to do as a family that maybe you, you wouldn't have been able to do under normal circumstances? Uh, I w pretty similar to what you've said. Um, we've had, you know, when you're coaching and your kids are running around doing different extracurricular activities, like dinner time is like a mad scramble at times. So we've actually, it's funny because we've done more meal prepping as a family and planning those things out. And like you said, we're actually at the dinner table, sitting down, looking at each other, eating, conver conversating. Um, so, you know, like I, like before all of this, that wasn't a, like you said, a tip, like a normal thing. Um, and so it's been really nice. And, and I think, you know, there's so many good things I think that can come out of this situation. And if it means we're spending more time with our families and really being invested in each other as a family, I think that's, I mean, that's, that's a lot, a lot of good to take away from the situation. Um, other than that, I mean, we've been doing a lot of things outside, like exercising and shooting hoops and playing soccer. And, um, I think Atticus has watched about every Disney Plus movie you can imagine here in the last six, seven weeks at nighttime. Yep. Uh, in fact, last night I went, I went upstairs 
um, and he was watching a movie in our bedroom and he looked at me, he said, are, are you going to make me popcorn? <laughs> I, I said, well, I will. I didn't know you wanted it right now. <laughs> it's like, where's my popcorn? It's movie time, dad. That's become so, the expectation. It has. It has. Like, of course, I had to have some too. So. Well, of course, you can't not eat popcorn. That's right. It's like the perfect I'm snack. Not a, I'm not a big movie guy, though. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't watched as many as like the rest of the family. Um, I usually will go downstairs and read or watch watch some. Like I've gotten into this thing where I'll watch classic sports on YouTube, um, just have it on in the background. So yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that'll ever change, even with the quarantine here. Yeah. Well, something else that I wanted to, to talk with you about, Mr. Wilson, is um, as many of our listeners know, um, you and your family have been impacted firsthand by the virus. Um, and, you know, let me, you know, personally, at least personally through a computer screen, you know, tell you how, how sorry we are and, and our condolences to you and your family. I know we've spoken several times, um, but uh, maybe just talk about, um, maybe just share with us a little bit about your dad um, okay. and kind of, kind, of, kind of your whole experience. And um, again, like I said, and, and, and a lot of our listeners know, but um, just the importance of following, kind of following the safety guidelines, just, just kind of talk about all that stuff. Okay. Um. Well, first of all, I four weeks ago today, I got a phone call from my stepmom and you know, told me, hey, your dad, your dad's being has been taken to the hospital. Um, he had actually been taken around, I think it was four or five a.m. ish. Um, it's about eight o'clock. I got a phone call saying, hey, he's in the hospital. They're not sure what's wrong. He's having problems breathing. Um, you know, so they, they took him into Licking Memorial there in Newark. And, you know, from that point, I'd hear, I didn't hear anything for about four or five hours. And that was kind of how things went uh, for the next 72 hours, was information was slow to arrive. Um, you know, we did we did our best to kind of keep our things down here at my house. Um, like I said, information wasn't flowing very fast and they weren't sure what to do. Uh, they did end up by Saturday, he was being tested for the virus. Uh, they were looking to move him to Riverside Hospital. Um, unfortunately, as, as the hours progressed, um, you know, every update I got, it was, you know, he was in decline. Like the situation was getting worse and worse each, each update that I got. Um, so by Sunday, it was really touch and go. Um, they could not get him stabilized to get him to Riverside to get him better. I don't say better care, but you know, they have more resources there than Licking had. So, um, you know, by, by Sunday afternoon, four weeks ago, it, you know, it, you could see, you know, the inevitable was going to happen. So, um, you know, I will that, Hey, you need to, and I'm going to talk about this a little more here in a minute, but you know, they said, 
you know, you can come here and say your goodbyes. Um, now there was a lot of risk involved with that. Okay. But I chose not to because I didn't want to bring anything back here to my family. Um, and let me tell you, that was as far as toughest decisions of my life, it's, it's way up there. Um, you know, I've had a lot of tough decisions to make in life, but the, and part of it too, I, I didn't go because I didn't want to see my father in that condition. Um, so at six o'clock on Sunday evening, I, I called in to his room and I, um, you know, I said my goodbyes over the phone. I don't know if he heard me or not. Um, at that point he was in very, very critical condition. Um, like I said, they were just counting down, you know, basically the minutes and hours at that point. Um, and by Monday mid morning, he had passed away, uh, due to complications of the virus. So, um, so that was kind of how that 72 hours went. And, you know, it was very, very difficult. It still is difficult four weeks later to grasp it. Um, you know, my dad was a really, he was a caring, selfless, like really soft hearted guy. Um, he had a lot of faith. Um, he worked hard for everything he had in life. And he was, he worked at a factory for years, years and years and years. And so, you know, he got up and did the grind every night. He worked third shift. Um, he got to the point where he, that's just, he didn't know anything different. Um, he loved his grandkids. Um, you know, him and I obviously had a very special relationship. Um, you know, he, th there's a lot of tragedy involved in all this. Um, you know, the fact that he was only 62, that's not very old, as you and I know. Um, at least it doesn't seem old to me. Um, you know, he never got to see his retirement, which is something he worked hard for. You know, he's he didn't he not he just he's not going to be able to see all of his grandkids graduate, um, and that kind of stuff just rips your heart out. You know, because um, he should be here. You know, we don't know how he contracted the virus. Um, we'll never know. You know, the last conversation we had was actually on March 28th. It was a Saturday, and the first thing he talked about was. You know, hey, are you doing okay? Um, you know, you and Amanda, my wife, you know, you guys aren't you guys aren't going a bunch of places, are you? Um, he had made the comment to different people, you know, I'm I'm afraid somebody in our family is gonna gonna die from this, uh, which was it's just almost eerie to to say those words. Um, you know, he was really really concerned, and that's the type of person he was, he was concerned about everybody else but himself, but himself, you know. Um, and again, that's what makes it really hard. And, you know, each of us have our, each of us have our own and our own opinions about everything as far as the virus is involved. Am I still here? Yeah. Okay, you still got me? Okay. Um, and that's, and listen, we're all entitled to that. Um, but let me tell you firsthand, you know, I know we've all been inconvenienced and I know it's tough. You know, people are telling us you got to go out, you need to wear a mask. 
Um, it's been tough sitting at our homes for weeks on end here. Um, you know, I heard the governor say, some people are saying, oh, it's a hoax and all this stuff. Um, you know, I, I will do all this stuff and will continue to do it. And I hope other people do because I don't want you to experience what I've experienced. But I would do this the rest of my, like, if it brought my dad back, I'd wear a mask on public the rest of my life. I don't care, you know. And I feel like anybody that's listening to this, like, if you, if you have a differing opinion, that's okay. Um, but I'm going to tell you, I, I think if you were in me and my family's shoes and you had gone through all this, your opinion would probably, and your thought process would probably be the same as mine right now, okay? Um, if it was your loved one, if it was someone that you loved as much as I love my father, like you, you would have that opinion. I, I guarantee it. Go ahead. So, Mr. Wilson, what, what, uh, I don't know if advice is the right word, but what, what advice would you give to um, some of our students that are, that are, are really stressing about this? Like maybe they're stressing about experiencing what you have experienced. How would you coach those students through managing their stress and their worry and, and, and maybe what are some precautions that they can even take while they're at home that might ease some, ease their um, their nervousness? Well, it's funny you say that because my I know my youngest, Atticus, he has, I mean, this is, ever since this all happened to our family, he has been really, really worried anytime we go out in public. Uh, whether it's me or my wife, um, you know, there's a great concern there, are a lot of, a high level of anxiety. And, and I wish there was a, a, a rule book or a playbook to kind of coach us through all this. Um, I think if we show them, like, the right lifestyle changes to make right now, like, if we set that and we keep reassuring them, hey, if you do these things, it's going to be okay because I've had to do that with Atticus a lot. Um, you know, it's hard. It's hard. You know, it's hard for me as a 40 some year old man to wrap my head around all this um, for our children. I know it's even tougher. You know, they haven't lived the amount of life that we've lived. Um, they haven't been through some tough experiences. Um, I, I don't know, Mr. Bradley, if there's a way to, to coach that up, I can tell you, um, you know, I just, I just keep reassuring my kids that, hey, you know, daddy's doing all the right things, washing my hands all the time, wearing my mask in public, um, you know, all those things. So I don't know. I would say uh, parents just listen to your, listen to, or I'm sorry, kids just listen to your parents, listen to the adults, you know, Listen to the guidelines put out by our, our government. You know, it's a good time to be disciplined and follow those rules. It really is. As you know, as a health and physical education teacher, talk about the importance of physical activity as a reliever of stress. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that the other day, um, how good a lot of times 
uh, exercise and athletic activity or whatever you want to call it is really good as a distraction, you know, um, even if it's momentarily, like going outside and doing something, if you're able to, um, you know, it, it takes, it, it gives you a little bit of time to not think about some of the things that are going on. Um, I know when we're out in the yard playing soccer or shooting hoops or playing wiffle ball or whatever, we aren't, we aren't necessarily thinking about what's going on in our world at that time. So I think it's a great distraction. You know, it's also a time for us to, uh, listen, I don't know about you, Mr. Bradley, but I have, I have snacked and snacked and snacked <laughs> while I'm at home. You know, I just yeah. mentioned the popcorn thing. Uh, this is a good time to build healthy habits, you know, to try to be disciplined. Um, you know, that's why I feel it's really important that those kids that are in my fitness class and my phys ed class, that you do the workouts I, that I've given you um, just so you can main, either maintain the healthy weight that you have or maybe lose weight if you need to. Um, you know, like I said, have it as a distraction, um, as something to, you know, to kind of take your mind off of things. Uh, plus it'll give you more energy too. You know, I've been working out quite a bit, not as much cardio, but like I have, I have more energy now because of that. Well, we're about to the end of our time, Mr. Wilson. So um, last question would be, what message would you like to send to the students and the staff here at Highland Middle School? Man, um, hang in there, you know. I, I, again, I don't know, I can, I, I, can only tell, I can only speak to everyone with what I've gone through. Um, and I pray that, that that doesn't happen to anybody else, okay? Um, because when we come back to school, and I, hopefully it's in the fall and it's soon, that, you know, we'll be able to see each other and, and laugh and actually, you know, give high fives and all those good things. Um, just hang in there, you know? I miss, I miss all of you uh, a lot. I mean, you can't, I can't tell you how much I miss all of you. And we have a great community, Mr. Bradley. I know you you feel the same way. Um, the amount of support that I've received through all this, and I think the amount of support that we've all given each other in the Highland community. You know, I look at our seniors. Um, how many people have just stepped up and reached out to them and and tried to make this the best experience possible? And that's the kind of community that we're in. I I just ask that people continue to do that. Okay continue to do that, continue to um, stay safe, follow guidelines, you know, all those things that we've been told to do. Um, and at the end, I think we will come out better, you know. Well, I know this, I know I appreciate you, Mr. Wilson, and I completely agree. We live in a phenomenal community. And um, one thing, that I've tried to do, and I know that this is very helpful, is just kind of stop and appreciate all that we do have. Uh, I know it's sometimes yes. easy to think about all the things we don't have right now, and there are a lot of things that we don't have. Um, but me personally, I, I really tried to stop and, and think about all the things for which to be grateful. So uh, our yes. community and our school district and our students is certainly one of them. But uh, Mr. Wilson, I, I appreciate you, like I said, and I'm, I'm glad you could join us today and 
share your experiences with us. I, I very, very much appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Mr. Bradley. Stay safe, my friend. Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of our podcast. If you are interested in being a part of our conversation, please let me know, email me, call me, and we will set up a time to interview you. Have a great rest of the day.